First of all, thank you for coming on the show, bro. We appreciate you coming on the show. Been a big fan of yours since Washington. That's when I really got up on you. My homeboy put me up on you. I remember I seen you at the game and I was telling you I was a big fan of your game. Uh, I'm glad you got it all the way together, man. I'm glad you repping it up. So, man, appreciate you coming on the nah, show. That's an honor. I appreciate y'all having me, for real. For real. Yeah. When you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Probably John Wall. John Wall. Just watching the Wizards, John Wall. Yeah. And that was my first game. Yeah, my first game at home, too. It was in D.C. I was about to say, that's back at the crib. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first game. So, that was probably first time. Like, just realizing the speed was different, the handle, everything. But it was fun, though. It still was, you know, competitive, but he was probably the first one that he shook me a few times. I was like, all right. Like, it's real loud. Yeah, yeah, I got to wake my ass up for real. But, Man, he a big guard, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was perfect strong. for me. But that was probably first game, yeah. John Wall. Yep. At the crib. Oh, I know that whole family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, you got a hundred deep yeah. in the building. <laughs> yeah, you're going crazy. Yo, 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 we live on location. City Beautiful is the location. Me and the blackest one, we got a very special guest. Up of Marlboro, Maryland's own. We got the DMV in the building, y'all. Number one pick. He took it all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast to Washington University. We got young Markel Foltz in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you, man. Orlando Magic's own big guard. Straight up. Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Yep. You went to DeMatha High School. DeMatha is one of the legendary. most legendary high schools in the land in the United States. Uh, our boy Keith Bogue, well, my year, I remember my first time I seen DeMatha, Keith Bogue and Joe Forte. Like when them boys Shout came out, out they was, it was like their jerseys were so perfect. Like everything they did was perking. You can just feel the history from the coach, like just on them. They played the right way, they played different. How was it, what made you choose DeMatha out of all the schools in D.C.? What made you choose DeMatha to go to and, you know, continue their legacy? I actually got, I didn't even get recruited there. I, I used to go to camp there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a lot of camps in the area, but that was a private school. I, I was in public school pretty much, elementary and middle school. Uh, my mom wanted me to go to a private school pretty much to help me just lock in, really. Um, and I applied for a whole bunch of different, you know, uh, private schools all around the area, and DeMatha was actually one of the ones that accepted me. So it was kind of like I wanted to go there because, of course, you know about the legacy there, and, and I knew that, you know, that was somewhere that I wanted to be. So once I got accepted, it pretty much was almost done then. I ended up going there. It wasn't close to my house either. It was probably mm. like a uh, almost like an hour commute. Like, Damn. Yeah, so, so you went there how, You went there three years, four years? Four and, years. And, and I didn't, I didn't get recruited. I played school? freshman. I played JV, yeah, and so like I went through the whole process. It's like a grind. I almost wanted to leave my sophomore year when I got cut, but you know my mom made me stick it through. You know she made me see the bigger picture as far as like starting something and and not giving up. So end up working all all the way out. I end up you know killing my junior year. Yeah, and did you get cut sophomore year from varsity? Yeah, from play, varsity and played JV. Yeah. JV. I ended up getting moved up at the end of the year because I was just dominating JV. JV. But you know 
the math is a big powerhouse. There's a lot of a lot of guys mm -hmm. there, and I really wasn't like recruited. So like, I mean, I busted my ass and I did what I had to do. But you know, they had guys there that you know they already had. Yeah, it's a program. on the roster, you know. So yeah, it's a program. I, I went through the process, but it all made it worth it. It showed me just how to work hard and for something that you want. But it ended up working out. You know, I ended up killing my junior year and went and played a conference in that conference, and then my senior year doing the same thing and dominating, and then going to Washington. So tell us about. Um some of the history you remember, Maryland area, the uh, DMV, because they got a rich history of ballers, yeah. you know. So tell us some, like, some of the history DMV. that you remember coming up and, you know, the ones that came before you. Yeah, uh, a lot, man. Just even through my high school, you know, like you said, Keith Bogans, you know, Adrian oh, Danley. Joe a lot Forte. of guys, yeah, you know, Victor Oladipo, the Grants, you yeah. know. So, like, not only just there, but you just got a lot of guys, and you got guys that still didn't even make it to the pros that still did, you know, a lot of good things. You know, Josh Selby, uh, mm -hmm. Kill Carr, Dude. you know. Oh, Shelby was cold. It was like, so it was kind of dope just to see that, and it was like, also being in DMV, you had a lot of places, Baltimore, you're close, you know, so it was kind of, everybody had their different kind of style, but like still kind of supported each other in a way. But it was just dope to have to prove yourself wherever you went. It was like, they didn't care who you was, no matter the biggest name or not. If you came to the, the part, they treat you like you nobody. So it was like, you kind of had to earn your respect everywhere you went. So it was kind of just like, you it know. It was gritty. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like, it, just, it. it made you like have to earn it, you know, and it just gave you a different perspective of like, you know, basketball. For it to be Maryland, D.C., and Baltimore. Like how, yeah. you know, because folks rep, they, they yeah. rep what they yeah. rep. So how is that to to be all in one? Because I know when y'all, when AAU, when you travel, when yeah. we seen D.C. assault, yeah. it was like all of them together. Yeah. But how is it in the city where you repping your side? Uh, you know, there's some people don't like it. They're like, don't, don't, don't say we were DC. But it's like when you leave, you know, it's it's a joint, yeah. it's a joint thing. But while like, you're there, that's you, how it was at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, like, man, yeah, I ain't from no DC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You like, hey, we yeah, don't say we from there. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's kind of like that. Like, you understand when you at home, you gotta rep where you at, and then like when you leave, it's like one big. Yeah, we was at the crib. It's like we all Chicago. Oh no, when we in Chicago, I'm South Side, you West Side, you this. But when we go somewhere else, it's Shot Town. What you talking about? Exactly. And we will literally all move, even if we ain't rock with each other. We all move. Like what's happening? Adidas, ABC, Nike, Count. We like, oh no, Shot Town over here. What's up? Okay. Facts. How was it for you to just bust through it? Like, like you don't play your freshman year. Most of the guys get discouraged if they not already the man or they not close to being a man. You know what I'm saying? So you don't play your freshman year, you don't play your sophomore year in on the varsity level because you no know, JV don't count yeah. to us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Them numbers that you put up, they don't really go towards your varsity type yeah. numbers if you don't play all four years. To bust through the scene and you were seeing what's ahead of you, like you seeing the good, the better teams. You was, I know you was going to all the varsity games yeah, yeah, yeah. and watching them play. Yeah. So for this to bust through your junior year to get on that level, like how was that to transition to that for you? It was dope. It, it happened really fast, but it was also dope because you know the work that I was putting in was showing very fast. So it made me even more hungrier to keep working because I was seeing results. You know quickly so I understood like why I'm working on something and if I'm being coachable and somebody tells me to work on something and I do it and then I see the results right away it's almost like why would I stop so I kept doing it and I kept getting better and I kept getting better and I kept getting opportunities to play against the best players in the country and I kept proving myself every time I got a chance to do that so like it was almost like 
it was a type of like addiction that I had to just continue to prove people wrong and also like work my ass off to get what I wanted. And I just kept doing that. So like that whole junior year, it was just like, I got opportunity after opportunity to play against, you know, the best player I played against, Jason Tatum, I played yeah. against, you know. I know the math to play everybody. Yeah, we they played, played all, all around. So like, yeah. it was also like just a showcasing of me, you know, everywhere and everybody's like, where did he come from? You know, this guy came from nowhere. And it just kept going. Sure, I just want to say something for all the young people, young players, anybody that just out there is going to be watching this. Please pay attention to the context clues. That man said he was extremely coachable, and he worked his ass off. Yeah, extremely coachable and worked his ass off. Go ahead. I just want to point that out because I'm telling you, like, that's almost everything in a nutshell. If you got that, you didn't beat half of everything else. Yeah. What's what's the plus? Like, because DeMatha is a real program. Yeah. Like, we got drafted in the 2000. DeMatha has been a program since early yeah, 90s. Yeah. Like, a real yeah. program. And you go through a process, and it's, it's bigger than one player. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Over the years, over the eras. How did that help you? Out too to be in a real program because a lot of guys don't come up in programs. Yeah. They play with guys and they just be like, "Oh, we got a good team yeah. this year or this <laughs> decade." Yeah. You it, know what I'm saying? It was big. It taught me how to play basketball the right way. But also, I think that's just the DMV area is just kind of like that. Like the way they play basketball is kind of just the right way. It's not like a guy go get yours. It's about you know team basketball and understanding defense and how to run an offense. But like you said, like they've been competing for a long time, so like. You also understand how to put yourself aside for a bigger picture because it's not saying that necessarily like you're not talented enough to be able to do these things, but understanding that everybody has a role to a bigger picture. So I easily learned that and I had teammates on my team. We had a, a whole lot of fun doing that and understanding that, you know, we all are talented in our own ways, but if we tie together in certain ways, like you play your best defense, I pass the best way I can, you shoot. Nobody can beat us. So it was it was kind of dope, and it showed me a way to play basketball and understanding, you know, there's a right way to play basketball and there's a way Strategy, to just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to go hoop. So I don't know if you look at it like this or not, but, like, to be a guy that, like you said, you played freshman, played JV, then finally broke through as a as soon as you got to junior year, you the player of the year in the conference, and then you set the school record for assists. That's only in two years. Like, when you look back at that, what does that say to you about, you know what I'm saying, like the work that you were putting in, how hard you went and everything, and does it make it show you that, like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying, like, regardless of what everything, you got cut, you yeah. know what I'm saying, you came back from all of that stuff and did what you did. What does that say about the work that you put in and the, and the foundation you built from those failures or whatever? Uh, I don't really think it's a such thing as failure. I feel like you can learn from everything that, that happens in your life, and I also understand that, like, like I said, anything's possible if you put the work in, you know, and I believe that I'm blessed in, in many ways, but it just shows that if you put the work in, that you can do anything you put your mind to, really, you know, and that's all I did. You know, it might not happen right away. It might take a little bit of time, but I believe, I always believe in the work, and, and it always shows. So I think it just shows the resilience and something that, like, I'm not worried about the results right away. I'm really worried about the process and, and what I'm doing it and how I do it. To get nationally recognize you know it's it's hard enough we got to be try to be the man of our city or the man of our state to get nationally recognized and you being like I say two years of varsity your senior year I know it was like at full force how was that to just see your name attached to some of the guys that you've seen 
in your class that was always there from yeah, freshman year and stuff all. like that. <laughs> that you get an opportunity that you hear the McDonald's <laughs> and you hear this. It was dope, but was the job moment. Yeah, yeah, the job wasn't done though. I was never satisfied because I, I still believed that I was the best player in the world and I wanted to be number one. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like I didn't get a, a full opportunity to show that because I only had two years. Yeah, so yeah. the high I think the highest I got moved up was number seven. Um, but I was still happy with that, you know. I think that it was, I still had more work to do. I still, you know, I wasn't done, you know. I was still hungry to keep going, but definitely was like, again, more motivation and it just made me feel good about the work that I was putting in. It wasn't like I was just working and like I didn't see any results. It was, it felt good to actually put in work and then to see other people believe what I already believed. It just made my confidence go even higher. At the end of your senior year, right, you, you, you racked up so many accolades, average 22, set school record, Maryland player of the year, All-American, Jordan Brand. Was the MVP of the USA FIBA championship, was that like the biggest award you think that you like, or was that like the biggest feat you think you I accomplished think, that year? I think that probably when they started considering me number one in as far as mock drafts and everything. And it was kind of dope because I'm younger than almost everybody in my class. Mm -hmm. So that USA year, I actually played with, with kind of like Trey Young was on my team, Michael Porter. I had a few guys in my class like Jared Allen, but it was kind of like kind of the younger guys in the class below me. So it was kind of dope because it was almost like I was playing my regular age kind of, but I still felt like that was like the moment where everybody kind of recognized because that was also my first time getting a chance to play for a gold medal as well. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was just a very dope experience. And I do think that was the biggest, probably the biggest award I had because that was right before college as well. Like after that, I went straight to, to college. Tell me that I did the same thing. I went with that same USA mm -hmm. team and we went to uh, Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. to, how did that feel for you to win that gold medal? Cause I remember like, I don't even think at the time I knew it was as big as it was. Cause it was just like, you know, you so young yeah. and you green, you don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on. You just like, we about to kick everybody yeah. ass and it's a regular tournament. Yeah. But like looking back at it, like I never got to play for another USA team. And like, I still got that net. I still got that gold medal. And like, that's like, I was a real Olympic champion. Yeah. Like that's the only time I got a chance to be that. So for you, did you look at it like that back then? Or you just looking at it now? Like that was a bigger deal than I really thought it was. Nah, it, I look at it now as it's a way bigger deal. Back Back then it was more like a business, you know, yeah, business thing. Like you know, a transaction. Just, exactly. I'm just I'm just going to kill everybody. I'm trying to win. Yeah, and prove yeah, myself. You know. So it was like when I got gold, I was. Don't get me wrong. I was happy and I and I understand. Yeah. You know what I was doing, but I didn't I didn't look at it as big as I do now. Like I definitely appreciate it way more, and I'm I'm very thankful for that opportunity. But back then it was just business. You know, going to do what I had to do. Facts. Yeah. Could have been anybody else, but Washington. Like, could anybody else, was it anybody else uh, that almost got you? Yeah, it was a few. That's it was a few. Side of the country. It was a few. And you chose to go from one end all the yeah, way It was a lot of reasons for that, man. I think the biggest for that was Romar. Coach yeah. Romar, he was a little Romar, guy, man. man. He, he was dope. And then the, the team they had there, like, they had DeJounte Murray, Marquise Chris, yeah. uh, Matisse Thibault, who they have, Dom Green, Damn. David. But, that was that. Yeah, but they had I didn't all even them. I realize that. But DeJounte and Marquise went to the draft. They, yeah. end, they ended up going to the draft, okay, so they so left. Play with them. So I didn't get a chance to play with them. But I wasn't mad at You know, they did what they had to do. So, yeah. and I just stuck, again, I stuck it out. I would have been some yeah, shit, so. though. <laughs> so Damn. That was, that's why I was that. I'm yeah. like, wait, I missed y'all play yeah, together? They, like, okay, they didn't play together. They didn't okay. even know. Like, that was a big reason because I was like, 
you know, underdog, nobody gonna really expect Washington really like. But y'all would have did some yeah, shit with that crazy, crew. Yeah, yeah. So, but it didn't end up working out. But I, I was considering Arizona, Louisville, Kentucky, those mm -hmm. teams. But like, it came down to like when I was with the team, Washington, like the players all got along. But they they competed their ass off and probably like damn, they wanted to kill each other. But off the court, they were got along. And then Coach Romar as a coach, it was like. Yeah. It was no one better than that. As far yeah, as like, Roma was yeah, he coach. wanted me to be a man. Like he, it was more about like my family and everything more than just basketball. So that that made it easy for me to know that my mom wouldn't have to worry when I'm gone. I'm gonna tell you this story about Coach Roma. Uh, it's funny. He was he was the St. Louis U coach. Mm -hmm. So he used to have his recruits come in and he used to have them stand under the gold and stuff. And he used to come up and be like, "Man, you think you can block my layup?" <laughs> And I and I'm looking at him like I'm six nine and I'm like man I send that shit to like the, <laughs> the, the 30th row right, but this was back when them legs were still yeah. still right. Yeah. Like, so nice I'm standing on the goal like you know he getting the running starting. I'm standing on the goal, boy. He came in and as soon as he got close to the goal, he went full speed and almost dunked it, hit the back of the rim and came. Out. I said yes, Lord. <laughs> How the fuck I'ma let the coach dunk on me? And I'm like, no. What surprise yeah, He used to do, and he was like, man, I got so many players, and I dunked on yeah. so many players. That's so funny. Of, of using that, but I know he was kind of older, so yeah. he nah, he used to do he used to do his shooting stuff like crazy trick shots. He yeah, still, he loved hoop though. He man. almost dunked yeah, on me, and I was I'm so that happy that he did. Shout out Coach Romo, yeah. man. That was my guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> But he almost bored. Damn, I wish you the boom. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good trick, though. Shit right I'm about to start now. using that. Yeah, yeah that's a good trick. He just had me out there like, yeah, you think he you can beat this layup? <laughs> so I'm thinking he coming in with an easy layup. Yeah. He tried to dunk that thing. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to dunk that thing on me. But when you got to Washington, you know, you, you leave all the way from D.C., come all the way across dead. the country. Going across country. To I Washington. And, and if you ain't ready for rain, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I was kind of used to the rain because in DC we get a little bit of everything. Snow, yeah, you get rain, all the weather. To me, actually, it was kind of good for me because I didn't want to be home. I yeah. feel like it, you know, if I was home, too many people would be grabbing at me and everything. On. So it was kind of like a fresh start. And again, like going that far, it it didn't really feel like going away because of the love out there, man. I had Jamal Crawford showing mad love, yeah. it Spencer, all those guys. You know, Seattle shows mad love, and then Romar made it feel like. Feel like home, but it definitely was a different experience. But I was loving it, you know, going be yeah. being by myself uh, right. out there with that. Like yeah. I wasn't tripping; I was out there just doing my thing, locked in. But it was a little period, probably when I first got out there, that it was kind of like I miss my family. But my mom and sister used to come out there and surprise me all the time, so it was kind of dope. Like oh, yeah, it was dope. enough time alone, but they used to come every once in a while to come see me. So it was almost like that first time being on my own, just being like you know grown. You going from Maryland to uh, Seattle? But the basketball culture out there, yeah, like like how the culture is from like the Jamal's, the guys that, and all the guys that go to to Washington yeah. and 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 have that basketball culture like on the program yeah, level all and all around that you you the crossover you, you, that yeah, you wouldn't dope. know that was out there yeah. before you got out there. So yeah. how was that? To, you get out there and you just see a whole nother world and you see ballers yeah. out there. <laughs> I think that was another reason I went to UW. You know, they used to send mail and like they used to send all the pros they had. And I'm just looking like, damn, I ain't even know Nate Rod. Yeah. You know, 
T. Roten, T. Ross. Yeah. It was just like, damn, like, I didn't even know they had, had that many Hoopers. And then just going out there and seeing how, how many of them come back. And like you said, they got all their crossover leads. They got, you know, they just come play pickup. Like, on my visit, I was up there just wanted to hoop, and Jamal pulled up. It was a whole bunch of guys that, like, I did not expect to, like, just yeah. come and just be cool and just play pickup. So it was like the culture out there is real dope. And, again, I got a chance to – I'm with Paula right now, but so I already know kind of how like the Seattle, like they just got hoopers, man. The yeah. way they hoop is, it was kind of dope coming from the DMV because it's like almost kind of the same thing. You just got guys that just want to go play pickup, want to go hoop. So like it was just all love out there. And I, I really appreciate Seattle and I, I look forward to, you know, making it back out there. So in Washington, you were swerving out there. Yeah. Like Man. that's when I, that's when my, my boy didn't put me up on you, and I'm like, whoo, you get buckets out there, boy. Yeah. You going Came to work out of nowhere? When you got out there and and, and playing in the Pac-12 and and doing your thing with the competition of UCLA and all them, like how did you feel yourself when you you really got there and, and kind of got your feet on the ground and started yeah. swerving? Crazy. Like that's probably the. When I like riding a high, that probably was the the best, best I felt. Best you know, because it was like almost like my, I remember my first game. I think I had thirty, and it was like I felt like I didn't even have a good game. Like it was yeah. just like I look at the end of the game, I look up and I'm like, damn, I had thirty, and it's like hmm. I didn't really think. I'm like, damn, that was kind of easy. Like yeah. next game, thirty five. I'm like, all right, like this, I might really be doing something. Like just. Keep doing what I'm doing. Can't be easy. Yeah, man. I'm <laughs> talking my trash and practice, you know, but I'm still putting the work in. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm working my ass off, but I feel like it was still opportunities where I could have, you know, scored more and did other things. But me being who I am, you know, still trying to get my teammates involved and stuff like that. But it was like I was just having fun and, and dominating the game of basketball. And it was like the only thing that sucked was the wins, you know. I didn't get yeah. that many wins. So, like, that was kind of a thing that I didn't like hearing because it almost made it seem like I wasn't, you know, a Doing winning that, player, yeah. you know? And and that's all I care about is winning. How, how did Coach Romar help you deal with that? Because I know he was a great, like, mentor-type yeah. dude, and I know he helped you deal with that. Yeah. I mean, shoot, he just kicked our ass in practice. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be running so much. You're like, he ain't going to do one thing. You're going you're gonna to be running. But he just stayed on. I mean, he knew I was a, a guy that, that was doing whatever I could to win, and he tried to put us in the best positions, you know, but – Again, if I could go back, it'd probably be times that I could have been more aggressive to help our team win and things like that. But I don't I wouldn't change anything about college. You know, I really enjoyed it and I think I, I enjoyed, you know, the chemistry I had with my teammates. I I think they would say like I was probably one of the dopest dudes, you know. I wasn't a typical probably guy that's probably gonna be a high pick that walked around like he was right. all that. You know, I'm a normal guy. Just kicked it with everybody, chill with everybody, made everybody seem special. When you when you came in after everything that you, you know, achieved as a senior, did you expect to be that successful and to have a chance to be like, you know, a top five, top ten pick or anything? Like I know, you know, a lot of us, some of us come in thinking like, hey, mm -hmm. about to kick everybody yeah. ass and nobody good. Like did you walk in like that or did you come in kind of like all right, I got to see what it's, what it's like. I got to feel my way through. Or how did you come in and do I came in still with the same agenda. My goal is to be the number one pick. Okay. And I, I've been saying that since I got, like, literally my boys in high school, I used to tell them, like, yo, I'm going to be the number one pick. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to work my butt off to be the number one pick because I always felt like, you know, I was the best player in my class. And, like, that's just how I, I, I always felt and how it worked out, you know. Even if I wasn't there at that moment, like, that's my goal and that's where I want to be. So coming in, I definitely, you know, had thoughts of, like, 
all right, how hard is it going to be? Like, how's classes and stuff? How am I going? How's practice? This, that, and third. But it was always the goal. Like, when I leave, I want to be known as the best player, you know, to come out of here and, and the best player on the floor. So that was my mindset every day. And, and as I continued to go through the season, I felt, you know, the accolades coming and the work that I was putting in showing. And it, it just kept going from there. What, what made you decide? Like, to leave? Yeah. They fired Coach Romar. Uh, uh, we so had we Romar had our stage. You might have stayed. I might have stayed because I didn't want. We actually had the number one recruiting class coming in next year. We had like Michael Porter, Blake yeah, Harris, I remember that. Uh, yeah. had a whole bunch of guys. But so is that why Porter went to uh, Missouri? Yeah, oh, yeah they really they, they flipped off yeah. the bag. Like so, like that? I mean, at the same time, I still had a, a a goal of leaving. But my mindset, like they had me projected number one. I was like. I'm number one in this class. I'm thinking like USA as well. I'm, the class under me is coming to next. Why wouldn't I be able to be number one? But also I prayed about it and and something told me to do. And, and I'm glad I did because I ended up getting hurt the next year. So, yeah. you know, everything happens for a reason. But I definitely was thinking about coming back just because I didn't like winning nine. I won nine games in college. Like, mm. <laughs> that, like people be talking about March. I didn't get to play in March Madness. I didn't yeah. get to play in my Pac-12 tournament. You know, I was hurt at the end of the year. People thought I was sitting out because of, you know. Trying to get dressed. Yeah, but nah, I was just covering up my knee so I can get right. But, you know, that that was probably, I was thinking about coming back, especially because I didn't want to leave Romar with, with no nonsense. But they fired him, and after that, I was like, there's no way, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Now you're here, you decide to go to the draft, you project it to be number one, something that you dreamed of your Top whole life. Top flight security of the world, yeah. Craig. All of us want to be the number yeah. one pick, you know. It's only one every year. Like, tell us about just the process of you hearing that and and, and kind of it's kind of feeding your ego. Like, man, I can be the number one pick, and this is the reality now. Yeah, it was surreal. You know, just seeing mock drafts of it and just the process. I didn't really like look at it too much, but I definitely had people in my camp and people around me that always talked about it. But just going through the whole process, just like the workouts and just you know the meetings and everything, it was just like. Very exciting. Just one, because I'm going to get drafted whether I go one or not. So, right. like, I'm just super excited for that. But, like, the nerves are just hearing that you're going to go number one and the stories of, like, how they switch their picks and you never know <laughs> until it goes. So, like, I'm just, like, just waiting to hear it. You know, if, if I hear it, you know, I'm super excited. But just, like, one, I'm just blessed to be here and blessed to get drafted. Coming from nothing and being able to change my family life forever was dope. But once I heard it, it was, like, I ain't hear nothing else. It was just unreal. Tell us your experience in the draft. You know, yeah. you get an opportunity to shake, you know, the commissioner's hand and your family. Get you was with Stern still, right? No, no, no. Damn, yeah, Silver yeah, yeah. been here a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Silver doing his thing. Yeah. Damn, you, just get an opportunity okay. for your, your mom and your family to, to get that whole experience. So how was the experience for you? And just tell us the process of, you yeah, know, choosing yeah. your suit. Yeah. And what you was going to wear. You my had suit. your ankles out, didn't you? Nah, I ain't had my ankles out. <laughs> respect. Oh, respect. You still kept the ankles out. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 did, I, did. I, I switched he it up. I actually, uh, my suit was dope. My suit, I got a little custom suit, like purple. Like, it was gray with, like, stripes and stuff. But in the inside, I had a whole bunch of pictures and stuff, like my family. But I think what I did unique was I was trying to figure out. I'm big on the shoes. Like, I didn't want to do nothing normal. I actually had a, my shoes made out of real basketball. Mm. But they were they was pretty dope. They was they was dope. I, I gotta see if I got a picture, but I had my shoes made out of basketball, which was dope. And I gotta then, check that. I don't remember yeah, your shit. They was gray and I had a uh, the orange basketball shoes. They look like some loafers, like some uh mm. 
It was nice though. You worked the purple for Washington? For yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Like it was great. It was mostly mostly gray, but it had like. Uh, I gotta figure out what's strips. going on at University of Washington. They got like they get real love when yeah. like guys go there and like like nah, Paolo dope. didn't even go there. He wore a purple suit yeah, because his, his mom parents, and his daddy nah, and them and all it's, that. Like it's a dope experience. I feel like it's just a combination because they don't really have no basketball team there no more. Mm. So like the love you get there is like. Real. They love you like for real. Like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. It's just like and they they kind of like, like the players laid back. There, like Spence, yeah. ooh, Spence Halls, yeah. Nate. Like everybody's like revered yeah. there and like yeah. always like it's, it's mad it's love. Like a real love. <laughs> it's a dope Nate. experience. Like the and out there doing when the weather nice. It's like it's nice. It's nice to be out there. But the whole draft experience was dope. I, it was different because I didn't think it was gonna be as long as it was. You know, watching the draft again. That's something I learned. Like watching it, you just see. Walking across the stage. Pick, so it took a long time? Man, I, that's what I thought. I thought being number one pick. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to be able to get up out of there. I'm going to be able to go party, chill. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was still doing media. You know It was media. second round. It was still media. I had to tell them, like, yeah. yo, I'm trying to go see my family. I was yeah. about to say, well, it wasn't, it, I can't even say it was like that for because it was long, but, like, now... It's way more media just yeah. from the like. Yeah, it is way more. You know we was, I was yeah. almost done. Then they picked you. Yeah, that and was, he I, had and to go back, back to the car wash yeah. with me yeah. because yeah. he had to take the pictures with me. Yeah. But like, even with that, we weren't there for the second round. And yeah. I was 18 picks. I was there the second round. Yeah, we was gone. That's crazy. Bro, so man. Be the first pick, and he's still there in the second round. And, and we, was, was, we was through probably, if not before, early into the second round. We was up out of there. Y'all yeah, leave the done. next day as well? Yeah, yeah, next morning we that's like the thing. we leave the next day, so it was already like. So yeah. I jump was in, but see y'all lucky. Y'all was yeah. in New York City. Yeah, I jump was in Minnesota. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Ash. sorry, Ash. But look, Khalid Elamine, yeah. he did what he could. Yeah. He had a party at Prince Club, right? We went to Prince Club that night, but yeah, it was Minneapolis. Yeah. It wasn't New York yeah. City. It's like everybody, you six years that morning league, came we fast done in though. We all know that morning did come Minnesota. <laughs> New York yeah, City. We sure. know what would have been a time and what sure. wasn't. I mean, it was still a time. Yeah, we had a time. Don't act like we ain't <laughs> had a time. Then we flew the next morning. I know you You flew to Philly. No, nah, we took a sprinter. Yeah, it was like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right drove, there. That's right. You drove to Philly. Like, no, no, no. We we went to. Uh, private jet, actually. Yeah. Private jet to Los Angeles. That was our first That was our first time on a private jet. I was using the phone and had no damn body to call. I had a goddamn airplane phone, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, hold on, we got a goddamn, do that work, hello, hello, like, <laughs> couldn't tell us nothing. Yeah. Did you have a problem, because, like, when I really started paying attention to you and watching your game, I always liked the, how you play, your style of play. Mm-hmm. But some coaches, it takes them a minute mm-hmm. to catch on. Did you have a problem with that, with, like, coming through? Coaches seeing you off the rip and be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then when you actually play and do your thing, be like, oh, no, nah, that's one of my favorite yeah. players. 100%. I, I think that a lot of people, because of the internet, they you just hear stuff off the internet. Everybody believes what they see on the internet. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's like, it's almost like, it's crazy because it's like, I even had some of my own homies, even when the incident was going on in Philly, just asking me, like, yo, you got a motorcycle accident? I'm like, bro, you ain't never seen me drive no motorcycle, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I be in the gym, I chill. Like, I ain't never, like, so it's just like, it's kind of crazy, but like, yeah, that's what happens. And that's why I'm a firm believer. Like, I don't really care what people say until I meet somebody and I get to see for myself and, and give my own observation. But also, like, on the court, like, you can say whatever you want, but I know what I can do, and I know, mm-hmm. like, when I go out there, I'm going to kill. I'm a, I can hoop. So, like, yeah. I'm always going to prove myself, and I believe in the work that I put out. And, like, 
that's why I feel like all real hoopers and all people that really know basketball understand and respect me. And that's all I can ask for. I'm not really worried about the people that making bets and all that type of stuff or believe stuff because I know that, like, people that know hoop knows I'm valuable and know what I can do. Yeah. Because so. it, it gets like that with coaches. Like, you see some players and a coach is sitting here, and, and, and if I have you out there doing drills and shit, you might look like shit to yeah. me. But when yeah. I put you on the court Situation. with five people, yeah. it's running up and down. That's what it is. That's one thing. Like, LaMelo Ball was one of them to yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? He's one of them people that, like, yeah, I don't... You can't put him, you got to kind of let him yeah, go. Yeah. And that's how I felt with you, yeah. too. I feel like they got to let you go and just kind of damn near be free to yeah. just do you, and you'll work it out. Tell me this, for you, for a person, you know, that's like you, that's to yourself, but you know what you know and you feel how you feel, coming into that scenario in Philly where you got a city and a fan base that's outspoken, mm -hmm. so to speak, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like the way they were. How was it for you to to deal with all of this misinformation going around, or going around and not really knowing the accuracy of what you got going on? Yeah. How frustrating can that be when you dealing and you trying, like, you know, we hoopers. Yeah. First and foremost, we, we know our body and we want to get ourselves healthy yeah. and get ourselves back to where we could do what we know we could yeah. do. And until we could do that, it ain't nothing to say because <laughs> it's lip service because yeah. we just want to get healthy. So you yeah. listening to all of this BS go around and all of these Whatever, everybody got thoughts and opinions, yeah. but like, how is it for you to sit there and like you say, you believe in the work, you yeah. doing the work, how is it for you to have to sit there and listen to that outside noise, whether you want to or not? Like you say, yeah. your homeboys come to you, you yeah. on the more like, this is bullshit, yeah. like what you talking yeah. about? Like was some of it like really like straight up laughable and comical and some of it, was it frustrating or how was it for you? A hundred percent, a lot of it was laughable because it was like, if it was true, it would have offended me. Right. But it ain't true, so it's like, damn, like, this is crazy. Like, it gave me a different perspective, like, seeing stuff on the internet. Like, damn, you cannot believe everything you see. Like, nah, I really know so I like, can't believe so it. So, like, part of it was, like, funny. You know, part of it was frustrating, but, like, it was just crazy because people was talking about, like, mental issues, this, that, and third. And I'm like, if y'all, like, if y'all know what I'm going through, I'm still out here hooping. Like, I don't even care. I'm still out here hooping. I'm doing whatever I got to do to right. make a free throw, like, around I'm, like a whole bunch of people like I don't know how many people can do that you right. know mm -hmm. so but like at the same time I also realized like the, like I gotta take care of my body because like at the end of the day the only person that's gonna take care of me is me mm -hmm. so like I learned a lot of stuff through that process but at the same time like I didn't want to say anything because like why would I entertain something that isn't true because right. then that would make it seem like it's, it's true life <laughs> you feel yeah. me so it was like my main focus is getting healthy so I can do what I love, and that's play basketball. So that's all I was worried about. I didn't really care about what people were saying. I didn't entertain what people were saying. No, and it was hard at times because it was like I want to tell people, you know, yeah. you know, you really what's going on, yourself, you know. Yeah. But it's like at the same time, it don't matter to me because I know what's going on, and that's all that matters because I, I just want to hoop. Did so, you feel the organization was was being supportive? Did you, uh, feel, you feel they fed into what everybody say a little bit? <laughs> It could have been better. It, it was, it was, you know, I had my supports and stuff like that, you know, and I'm thankful for the Sixers organization and everything they did for me. But I don't know, it was a, it was a weird situation, you yeah. know, and and like again, I understand that it's a business, and I and again, I understood, I understand now, like the business and in and outs of everything. So like again, I was just worried about. I was thankful to be able to be moved to somewhere where. I had a second chance and an opportunity to, yeah, to grow, believe, and, and you know they they wanted to win. I, I wish I had a chance to to, to help them because I really feel like I could have helped them, you know, win if they were patient and you know, 
let me get healthy. But at the same time, I'm I'm thankful for everything that they did for me and, and everything worked out good. I, watching you in college, like, you was a bucket. Yeah. Like, so I couldn't understand why they was trying to change anything yeah. about your game. I, I, I like, really think I'm that I'm like, was, man, he used to pull up, shoot threes, do ball, man. <laughs> yeah, it been. And, and the thing is, I feel like I could have helped Ben a lot because, like, I can create for him where he can just come downhill. He don't got to dribble. He's coming yeah. off, you know, easy buckets. You know, I'm getting Joel easy buckets. Even with them going under, I'm getting Joel the easiest points he probably getting. Yeah. You know, easy dump off, stuff like that. So, like, I realize it's about situation as well. You know, you have, like you said, you have some coaches that put guys in a certain box and, you know, they can do way more. So, it just didn't work out. It wasn't, you know, what they had planned and it was cool. In my career, I had injuries and... I played 10 years and probably seven of them I was Hurt. injured. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Sam. we don't talk about the injuries because yeah. we don't make excuses, yeah. you know, as NBA players or as players. Tell us about the perseverance, you know what I'm saying? How you want to get out there so bad and you want to give your all so bad for a team, but you have to be patient with yourself and make sure that you're, you're healing yourself the right way and you're strengthening yourself the right way. That's the perseverance of injuries that you got to keep your mind strong, yeah. keep your mind stronger. Like, yeah, when I come back, I'm going to be able to still do the yeah. things that I used to do. And for them, it's a little bit tougher than it was because we didn't grow up in that social media era where everybody got a goddamn voice to say something about something they have absolutely no clue about. Yeah, Our up. shit was in the newspaper. They had to read the newspaper. Like, now... Whatever happens, somebody could say it the yeah. next second. As soon as you fall on the court, somebody <laughs> is tweeting and can say something. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, from his standpoint, it's a little bit different than what we went through. Again, another blessing I had being able to go through, I went through my first year with my shoulder. I think that was probably my toughest injury because I didn't know what it was. And, again, you hear all this stuff about, you know, the media. He changes shy. He's doing this. He did. And, like, not knowing that's true, but also, like, trying to figure out what's going on. I think that was the toughest part because, you know, once I figure out what I got, I know, like, all right, for instance, my ACL, I knew I got this long to recover. I got to do this, that, and the third, and then I should be good by this. With my shoulder, I didn't know what, what it was, so I couldn't just start working out. You know, I was in the gym continuing to work out, which was actually making it worse. Mm -hmm. And so when I found out, you know, what it was, TOS with, with the nerve damage and, like, understanding I could do rehab, that was my next focus, you know, and I had to understand to take it day by day and not look at the big picture because doing that, you know, you can have, you know, those days where you're like, all right, I don't want to do it no more. It's too far away. But I just really learned how to focus in on the day and win the day and just try to lock in on being the best that day. And then yeah. the next thing you know, it got closer and closer and closer. But, again, I think my love for the game really kept me going because mm. I never still got a chance to showcase what I wanted to showcase and do what I wanted to do. So... I'll be damned if I let an injury stop me from doing that. And so that kept me motivated, one. But I would just say that uh, just understanding that, you know, better days are ahead and that it's not going to be easy. You know, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. But, you know, setting a goal for yourself and understanding that you can get there with the work that you put in. And that's the biggest thing. One of the things that I marvel at, like, it's crazy because you're in, you're in your five. Six? Six, I think. You're in year yeah. six. He's in, no, it's, this is crazy what I'm about to say, though. He's in year six. The man hasn't played 200 games yeah. yet. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because of injury. So, like, to see how far you come and what you've been able to do and then to know that, like, even though you've garnered a lot, a lot of knowledge in those six years, still like, more. you still haven't 
garnered that on the floor knowledge that you see you getting every single night in and night out. Like, right. how was that for you to know that, like, damn, like, I'm, I'm where I am is it's okay, but like, I'm short four years <laughs> of what I supposed to have learned right mm -hmm. now, and I'm trying to catch up, and I'm still, you know, I'm playing yeah. catch up, but I'm doing all this on the fly. Like, you mm -hmm. doing a damn good. I say that to say because yeah. it's like no, you know, you're doing a damn good job for what you had missed out on because of what you've been robbed of because of injury to be this far into your career, like. I remember saying it, year six, man, I didn't play like damn after 600 games yeah, or something. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, for you to only be where you are, but still to be where you yeah. are, it says a lot about how hard you've worked, what you fought through, the perseverance, the determination. So just, just talk about that in the grand scope of thing, like having that, the awareness, like, damn, I should be here, but yeah. I'm here. But like, also, I could only be here, but I am here as yeah. far as like where my <laughs> development yeah. is. Like, that's amazing to be, only 200 games, but to have this level of talent and be doing this well and doing being this impactful for your team. It's been my whole life, man. I feel like it's been the same story. Like, we just talked about me being cut from JV. Yeah, I only man. had two years to play varsity. So, like, I'm where I'm most comfortable at, being an underdog, not being, like, everybody, you know, rah-rah and this, that, and third. Don't get me wrong. I, like, I love the support and everything, but, like, I strive off the doubt and the hate and the the people saying I can't can't do it. And like you said, like I also understand I'm grateful for where I'm at because it could be way worse and I also could could not be playing right now. So like I take the good and I and I'm thankful for it and I and I give all the glory to God. But I also understand like I have so much room that I can grow and that's what keeps me going because I really feel like there is no ceiling. Like I can like I can get stronger. Like I'm doing what I'm doing now. I can still shoot better. I still like it's so much stuff that I can continue to to do. Like, and that's what keeps me going because I still feel like my IQ for the game is like at a very high level, but I still can can continue to make my teammates better, be a better defender, everything. So that's one of the things I love about us being able to have this podcast and bring who we want on because I feel like people like you are important. It's cool to get Shaq, Kobe, yeah. whoever, you know, the the super, super, super duper duper stars, but like a person like you is as important as anybody because you you stand for and you represent like, hey, everything ain't always gonna go the way that everybody wanted to go. Mm -hmm. We all can't be D-Wade and get a farewell tour exactly. on the way out and this and that, mm -hmm. but like, look, you and us, we are examples of that. It ain't gonna go everything, gonna go perfect, but like, if you keep your head down and keep grinding and keep believing, like, look, this what could happen. Still mm -hmm. good could come. Still Absolutely. greatness could come. Absolutely. And you could still achieve different things that people might not have thought exactly. were for you anymore. But if you keep going and you keep doing what you supposed to do, like you're a perfect example. That's why I love when I sit there and watch every game and you a sterling example of that. Like everything didn't go great. Like a number one pick is a number one pick. Yeah. They supposed to think that you supposed to pop exactly. and be this and be that. But you are an example that, yeah, I was in the one pick and I didn't do yeah, what y'all thought over. I was gonna do, but I'm not, I'm not out of it here, I'm over. not done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not over. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, my story exactly. still continues and it's regardless of how, if it's how you guys wanted or not, it's a success story. Exactly. And that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, I appreciate that. How refreshing was it to, you know, for your next destination to be a place like Orlando where you were able to come here, like you said, you know, put your head down, do your work, get your body right. But like the fan base, I feel like, you know, Orlando is a different place. You know, we got me and Darius live here. We got 
the type of fan base yeah. that allows you that grace and that that time to get yourself right, and they aren't as critical as some of our northern, yeah. you know, slash eastern, yeah. you know, cities. Yeah. Like I played in New York, so I know yeah. how it can be, yeah. and it's a big difference. So how much? different was it for you to come here and to feel the embrace and to feel that freedom you had to go yeah. and take your time to do what you needed to do. And then when you came back, I was there. I remember yeah. it. it was the embrace, the ovation, yeah. the, the love for you. Like, how was yeah. that for you to experience that in contrast to what you had just gone through? Yeah. Uh, it was dope. And, and don't get me wrong. I think Philly fans, you know, Still supporting me crazy, oh, no, like they, like, they, they like down. standing ovation. Like it was also don't get me wrong, it was the the people that was crazy and yeah, said what they said, but like ruining for the men. Again, I played hard and I did what I had to do, and they love people that play hard for them. So like they did their thing, but coming here was like all open arms, you know, very laid back. People ain't running up to you. Did you know they they let you be who you are and like. It was just dope, you know, and, and also coming here and being able to help the team win and, and mm -hmm. just do certain things, that makes it even better. So, like, again, just building the love that I have here and, you know, the open arms and how supportive everybody is here is really, really dope. And it's dope to see the crowd just continue to build, you know, even with us getting peed and, like, the pushes that we're making now. It's, it's fun. It makes you want to play even harder to, to see the city go crazy, so. How you feel about that facility y'all got, man? Like you, you was here before, was <laughs> yeah. here, so you, you like me, you know yeah. that we really ain't need nothing new. We was already top tier yeah. around this league yeah. anyway. Like I yeah. don't know where this came from, but thank you, like yeah. God, like, yeah. like, like when you saw what was really going on, could you believe it? Like, cause nah. you know you not, you not one to you. You been around the league, yeah. you didn't been in some other yeah. facilities yeah. stuff like to see. Yeah. What they did, like how were how in awe and wild were you walking in there, like locker rooms to the to everything, just the, all the amenities and the whole the whole setup is just nah, that's crazy. Immaculate. That is like, nah, I ain't never seen nothing like it. It's like, again, it just shows you how invested they are into us. I, mm -hmm. I feel like, especially like, like you said, already having kind of some nice stuff. They, I feel like they want us to be able to. Uh, be able to stay here and be able to have everything we need here and like the facility really is crazy like it's like I don't know it's kind of like you damn it you want your house to look like that almost like, <laughs> <It's hard laughs> like we should we should have we should have propositioned y'all to yeah. shoot that damn episode up in nah, there we should have pulled nice. up on them <laughs> it's nice for real yeah, yeah. pull nah, up nice. on me <laughs> it's definitely nice Nah, that thing is crazy, bro. Like when I came there this year for for uh, for uh, media day yeah. to do, so I had to do my little. I came here like, what's what's going on? Like this is it? It's like a block away yeah. from the Amway, bro. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm yeah. like, damn, you pull up, you like, okay. You okay. wouldn't expect that to be there. But when you go in, it's yeah. like, oh hell no. <laughs> like this, I'm like, which way do I? I was just standing there like yeah. waiting till I seen somebody. I knew like. Hey, I'm supposed to do it around here. Like, what's going on? Like, this shit is overwhelming. Like, for real, bro. Woo. Yeah, you definitely feel good. You don't be rushing to get up out of there. Spare no expense. <laughs> you hear me? Watching y'all games, like, uh, I feel like y'all are a whole nother team when you are playing. And you can tell, like, when you're in the game, the pace that you run and what you yeah. do is different than what they have on the court with going through all the stuff that yeah. you, you done went through. Like, how did that feel? It feel good, man, because I, I honestly feel like I'm very valuable, man. I feel like I honestly make everybody on the floor better, um, yeah. almost to a fault where, like, I'm trying to 
help my teammates play so well that I like miss out opportunities for myself. Yeah. So like that's something that I also learned now, like understanding that there's a time for me to go get it and there's a time for me to take over. But it's also a way to take over the game with not just me scoring. You know, it's, yeah. it's ways to to play defense to help my teammates game get going. Yeah, yeah, you know, so like being that point guard and understanding that, like that's what it's all about. Like, I want to be known as a winning player, and I think that I'm showing that now, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm getting, the, you know, some of the recognition for it because, like, that's all I care about is winning, and that's all I've always cared about. So I think, like, as long as I take care of that, like, everything that's supposed to come from me is going to come, and, like, that's the way, like, I kind of came up, like, trying to do good for others, and I always, you know, come out fine. So, again, it feels good for, like, not only, like, my teammates to feel that, but, like, you know, I feel like a lot of people are starting to see that. How was it to see a kid from Seattle be the number one pick and say that, like, oh, man, I used to watch all your game coming up <laughs> yeah, in Washington. It's crazy. Going to the game. Yeah, now it's, he's, it's crazy. He's the number one pick, and he's on the team and seeing you and T. Ross. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think it's dope. You know, again, I think it's, like, a unique experience. Well, for me, I'm this is my second time playing on the team with a number one pick. I played with Ben, and now I'm playing with Pete. So, like, yeah. I also understand what he's going through in a sense. So, like, I feel like me being what I've been through, I think he understands, like, yo, he has somebody real that's not, like, that also has been a number one pick. So, like, I feel like he knows that, like, it's somebody that he can talk to and, yeah. uh, and, and you know, a real hooper. And then also having the Seattle ties is just, like, it makes it even better. So, uh, a real hooper right there, you know, he's going to be something, like, real special. He already <laughs> yeah. is something special. Oh, yeah. But, like, like, as the game continues to slow down for him, like, I'm super excited. I'm you know, honored that I have a chance to be able to be a point guard that can help him right now because, like, yeah. it's sometimes you go on, like, most of the time when you're top pick, you go on a team that's not that good and you're going, you know, you can learn how to play bad basketball. So, like, yeah. I'm just glad I have a chance, you know, to give him my little bit of, like, jewels and stuff like that to help him become, like, one of the best players that he can be. Speaking on that, you saying, like, being drafted and having a chance to learn how to play bad basketball. <clears throat> I feel like Coach Mosley has been great for y'all. Like, the biggest thing that lets me, as a former player, know that I look at you guys, how y'all respond to him, how he's been relatable to y'all, and how he's been able to get y'all to respond to him and to play how he wants to play. Because, I mean, the one thing we all know, we see teams that are undisciplined yeah. and whatever, don't listen to the, We see that every day. Y'all see that as players when y'all go out there, and we see it as former players. So, for me, that was something that I noticed and recognized and acknowledged, like, yo, they respond to Maul and they they fighting for Maul yeah. and like generally every night they come out here and they show an identity. They show the defensive you know side of the ball that he tries to preach the most and like it's not easy for a coach, especially a young new coach, new head coach, never before head coach to come in and get a team to assume an identity and also go out there and literally compete their ass off for him. Night in and night out. So tell me what what coach has done to you know to kind of get the team to be all in on him because I mean we as fans we as anybody that's watching we see that you guys go out there and y'all get some wins because we play harder than that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like that's something to be said for a team and their coach that has them playing like that. Man, I think the biggest thing with Mosin, he kind of like I even told him he reminds me of Coach Romar a little bit as far mm -hmm. as like he care about us as people. Like, right. it's not just about hoop for him. Like, don't get me wrong, he cares about winning, he hates losing, but he more wants us to be great young men. And, like, especially with a team like us, we got a lot of young guys. It's like, 
that always makes you feel better as a person, you know, coming in knowing that a guy isn't just worried about winning or just talking basketball all the time. You know, he's asking how you're doing. He's worried about how your family doing, you know, stuff like that. So, like, I think that's a big part about it. But he also has a good combination of, like, getting on us, but, like, understand we have a young team, so making it fun. Like, it's not all drill, drill, drill. It's, like, a, a good combination of like, come in and get your work in, lock in for right now, and then you can go enjoy and do what you got to do, but we got to take care of business. So I think it's all those combinations, but and also, like, a couple of guys like myself, Gary, you know, guys who played for different coaches and, and understanding, like, we got a coach that rocks with us. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So That's, we got to protect yeah. we got to protect him. So, like, we, we stress that a lot. That's dope to hear, man. You done been in the league uh, six years now, and uh, you had your first year of game. Tell me one of your dunk ons that you remember that always <laughs> stick in your head, or they always send in your DM. He a big DM. guard too. He didn't have some. Yeah, he didn't some, have some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't have some kabooms yeah. downhill. It's one of the ones that you remember that's, that's always stick I had, in your head. I had one against Golden State, uh, probably like a few years ago. It was in Golden State, and um. I had went through like a pick and roll and I took off off one foot. I think it was my man Amari Spellman and I, mm. I, I dunked it. And it low key was a foul too. Like I <laughs> boomed it like and I fell on my back. And uh, it was it was right before the half. It was a foul. I'm telling you, I gotta pull up the video. It was a foul. Yeah, I mean, and uh I fell on my back, but it was it was nasty, right? And it was it was right for half. I, I, I know it was a foul because I fell on the ground. I got up and walked to the bench. I thought that I was like the quarter. It was halftime. Everybody was walking out to the thing. I had to sit down for a second. I was kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of messed up. I'm like, oh, that, that wasn't even a foul. Oh, yeah. It hurt too, but it was it was nice. That was probably like one of my best. Between that man, one, I had to put back. Smash. I had to put back this year against uh, Randall. Uh, oh, the New York one. Yeah, I, was saying that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was nasty. That put back I was there for that one. <laughs> yeah. I was calling that one. I said, oh, my damn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, this is what I want to say. Because, like, I see me and my man here, knuckleheads. We be in the community, even here in Orlando, yeah. doing the turkey drives and things like that. I salute you because I see you, you know what I'm saying, in the community, doing different things, giving back turkeys. I see you got Bo out there. Yeah. Ah, my Bo. man. Ah, yeah, well, he got both out there helping. Show my love to the yeah. to the community and stuff. But man, I always love and appreciate dudes that really, you know, dive in and do that because this is this is not your community, even though you're doing it in DC as well. And yeah. I know your mom and your sister help you out with that. But just tell me and, and talk about how important that, you know, you being in the community and doing a different thing. I saw you won an award yeah. for being the biggest magic player that's in the community. And they, they do that every year since since I've been here. They always give an award, a community award. So tell me what, you know, what makes you do that. I know you got your mom, your sister, and yeah. they always on hand yeah. there speaking and doing and talking about how important it is to them. So just talk about to us how it is for you to be able to do that and, and give back. <laughs> To, to not just our community here in Orlando, but your community back in D.C. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's something my mom instilled to me since, and my sister since we were young. Like, even when we didn't have nothing, like, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, we would sign up to go give away turkeys at the center. So it's something that we just did because, you know, it's something that we love to do. Like, we feel good, you know, being able to help someone. And as soon as I got to the league and I was able to, you know, my life changed. Uh, that was one of my biggest things I wanted to make sure I, I did was make sure I gave back as much as I could because I came from nothing and I didn't really have that many pros that came back or just people in general that came back and just, you know, looked out for our community. So it's just something that's like second nature to me. It actually like brings a, a joy to my heart, you know, and yeah. I had to learn to 
you know, because I always used to go and actually, like you said, be there to be able to give give back. But like when I started to realize how much of, you know, just me smiling and me talking to people, just saying hello and saying have a good day, how yeah, much it changed, me. you know, their lives. It, it made it mean even more to me. And then especially having my kids now, you know, something that I want to instill yeah. in them as well. Wow. So I'm um, just... It's something that, like, I'm. I feel good, and I don't feel like it's something that I have to do, or something that I want any type of recognition for. But it's something yeah. that, like, it actually feels good to do. So, uh, as long as I'm able to do it, I'm gonna continue to do it. DC, if you had to pick your favorite three players from DC, there you go. Your favorite three, there not you your go. top three. Your your favorite three, the one that caught your eye. Who would be <sighs> them three? Kevin Durant, Bees, Beasley. These get slept on a lot. I probably have to say, damn. Cause look, franchise. Yeah, man. I was about to say, look, but I ain't really watched. But I, you know, he 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 worked. I used to watch a lot of. You know, I hear about him a lot. You know, you know who else I hear about a lot? That Lim Bias. Oh man, mm-hmm. see that's my mom a different actually. Level. My that's mom was like level. closer to him, so like I would have to say them three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nah, that's yeah, I, I wasn't expecting yeah. a young fella to come with that one. <laughs> with the bias like that, but like, yeah, respectfully, yeah. that was another level right there. Hey, listen, this is one thing I want to ask you. You, I got a chance to play one year with him. Talk about what you know and what you heard about Mike Beasley, because to me, he's one of the anomalies of the league and of basketball period, because he's... He's one of the coldest dudes. I don't care who you talk to. Anybody that played with him, got to see him practice, spent time with him, and really see him. He one of the coldest dudes that can still right now do it. He will boogie your favorite player's (laughs) favorite player down. Like, tell me what you know and, like, being from that area, what you heard of him, have you seen anything? And just, he is the true definition of a walking bucket yeah, if absolutely. I've ever seen yeah. one. Like, absolutely. real talk, Mike Beasley is cold. Yeah. Lefty, what are you, like, 6'9"? Six, 6'9", nine? Six, nine, <laughs> like, at least. Legit the perfect, like, yeah, he probably taller than that. And he but, might be 6'10". Like, stocky, right? too. stocky, yeah. Bill, he not. Handle, shoot it. Got everything. And with go, whatever you with, hand, yeah, with and, the shit. Yeah, with the bullshit gonna talk trash, but, like, just a, a pure hooper, like, no matter how he coming to the gym, he gonna come get buckets. Like it don't matter. Like and he love. Like you can tell he's a guy that just love the game. You know, obviously situations are are, are how they are, but he still love the game. Man, somebody that loves the hoop and has a lot of respect. You know, back home. But uh, yeah, I'll say probably one of the, the most gifted hoopers I've seen. You know, I, I still sure. in my heart of hearts believe in the right situation, right scenario. Absolutely. He giving people gravy for sure. right now. For sure. I watch him on <laughs> social sure. media. He's still be playing now in Miami. Yeah, he's out in Miami. <laughs> busting fools yeah. up. I'm talking about giving fools yeah. the for real yeah. business. Tough and I ain't got no doubt that if somebody gave him an opportunity, bro, and he was yeah. in the right scenario and people kept things in order, like, yeah. bro. Absolutely. I'm telling you, that boy was a goddamn nah, that's issue. Facts. That's Buckets. Facts. That's facts. Big point goal. Start bench trade. You have to start one, you have to bitch one, you have to trade one. Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, and another big guard. Penny. Penny. You have to start one, you have to bench one, trade one. So Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, and Penny. That last name changed. Yeah, that made it different. I want to hear this. (laughs) Damn. <laughs> I'm a, me, I'ma start Penny. See? See? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it in my heart. 
I'm gonna start Penny. <sighs> then he got two Oakland dudes. Yeah. One the big homie, one the little homie. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go ahead and put uh, Peyton at the two. I mean, Ooh, bitch. big homie yeah, wins. You trading kids? Yeah. Big homie wins. I wouldn't like that, but we're not, I can live we're with not that. Trade. We gonna we gonna put them on yeah, the bench. I can live with that though. Yeah. Ooh, that was tough. I knew Penny was gonna win. That was yeah. all Penny gonna Penny win. Come. That one. Oh, cause I would have started J Kid, yeah. brought Penny off I the like bench. Man, uh, I had to get rid of the GP. <laughs> Yeah, I know what I want to ask because uh, <laughs> I might have been seen it, but we can get into this. Like, you know, like the bag. When you got the bag, like you said, you got blessed. You went, you went number one. Yeah. So, you know, none of us ain't <laughs> That's like, you went, and it's a different era where yeah. y'all money a little nah, 100%, bit, little 100%. bit, little bit yeah. different. So, crazy. I don't want to hear about it. Lord knows we know you took yeah, care of you know, mom and sister. Stay straight. Yeah. Crib, whatever. That's lovely. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about what did young Markel do to treat himself to say, boy, you did this shit. Like, that's what we've been trying to do. Like, we all did it. Forget anybody's opinion. Yeah. When you got home from getting this, you felt damn good. Like, this what I've been <laughs> working my ass off, and I, like, yeah. this all legit. I did this. Yeah. Like, how did, what did you do? It's cars. It's probably my two cars, because, you know, first thing I was, Phantom. Yeah, you know, nah, I got a Wraith. Nope. Got the right. I got. I, mean, I had I mean, G-Wagon first. Nah, I meant to say Rolls yeah, yeah. It's I had the black and white first. one, right? Yeah. I, I, I had the G-Wagon first. Because I, I see, I'm going to tell you yeah. how I put it together. Because we neighbors. He don't know we neighbors, but we neighbors. Couple few times, <laughs> I'm headed to the game. We taking the same way. <laughs> 408 to the 420. I know the 429 to the 408. I'm sitting here like, yeah. I'm whipping. <laughs> I'm whipping. I'm like. Look at that. I'm like, oh, he two-tone yeah. shoddy over there with the, you hear me, yeah. two-tone rolls, bro. I'm like, nah, that got to be a magic player, right? You know, it's a couple football, couple baseball players in there. It could be. Mm-hmm. He taking every stop I'm taking. When I get off, he getting off. I say, hell no. Nah. Right through then the look, hood. I go this way into the little, you know, to the Geico garage. Yeah. I ain't no player no yeah. more. Sad you make that left, you make that right. I was one of the people to open up the garage. He park in, man. Yeah. I, I open it up. Yeah. Me and you now. Now I got to go left. He go right. I say, that's a goddamn match. I knew it. And look, this is how I'm going to call you. I, I did the same thing to DJ before DJ Augustine yeah. left, right? I told I said, you acting real light skin now. <laughs> Real light skin, because they put the new exit off. Yeah, you know, the new yeah, exit, yeah. y'all ain't got to go through the hood. Look, look, hey, look, look. You get let they don't go right through there. the hood no more, black. <laughs> they don't go through the hood no more. I go more. every once in a while, look, I got to switch it up. I go through the hood every yeah, time. Yeah, I, I get right off right down the, uh, nine, is, exit nine. Exit right nine. there. I'm hitting Anderson and going on down. What's that orange? I'm What's going orange straight through yeah, the hood, boy. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I, I'm a, I gotta go through there though. Too, too. I'm gonna hit the horn, say up. what's happening. They know it's you. They know it's one alert. of the magic yeah. players every time. Am I wrong? Not for real. They show like, love. Oh, yeah. like you ain't never yeah. seen more adults in your life on bicycles. Yeah. Facts. Adults. On bicycles, am I wrong, Cam? I'm talking about grown people moving around, making it happen on bicycles. Boy, I'm talking all they want is love, though. Yeah. You shoot, hey, uh-uh. Because uh, uh, uh. when you get out that game, it's about 11. Yeah. They, they all, might be you got playing guns. cards, yeah. barbecuing, whatever on the block. Boy, you better show yeah, love and be real. <laughs> Just be cool. That's why I be look. Hey, yeah, I had to get DJ one time. I say, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you doing? You bypass the whole situation. How you just? He like, what? Oh, they over there. I said, no, nah, I don't want to hear that. Boy, you a boy. He's like, yeah, I said, all right. 
Yo, we used to stay. Yeah, you know, he used to stay yeah, right. He stay right. He stay on the opposite side, like right across. Yeah. So yeah, like DJ, I had to get him for that. But like, yeah, man, like <laughs> I, I didn't call him a couple yeah. times going to the game. I'm about to get there to do the little pro, the little sure. broadcast, and I see the black and white. I said, I see yeah. you. I don't know. I, I then one time I saw the I saw the silhouette. I saw the dreads. I say. Okay, now yeah. I can narrow shit down. It was up, it was up in the now, stars. Yeah, yeah and stars, he, it was like this. I said, "That who that yeah. is? That's how I knew." <laughs> man, listen, bro. We appreciate you pulling up on the homies, man. It's been real, man. Markel Fultz, everybody. Washington slash the DMVs on in the building, repping the magic yeah. today Baller. in City Beautiful. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads Podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast. And join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. theplayerstribute.com.